God's Little Brown Church Sermon Series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. Praise the Lord. Today is January 29th. Almost the end of January. Last Sunday in January of the new year. If you look at the sign out front, it's the same sign that was there last week because it fits in with the message even though it's not the title of the message. The message out there on the sign is Jesus died for your sin and mine. main reason I didn't change it is because we were in the middle of a snowstorm Wednesday night. But the message this morning is I've been redeemed. Jesus died for my sin, and because of that, I've been redeemed. The uh, last song we sang is, I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I stand redeemed before the great I Am. When He looks at me, He sees the blood, the, the nail-scarred hands that bought my liberty. I stand redeemed. Praise God. Psalm 107, verse, starting with verse 1, says, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. That right there is a message all in itself. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. That's a perpetual, every day, every moment, and then it goes on in verse 2, says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Have you been redeemed from the hand of the enemy? Do you remember who you were before He intervened in your life? Do you remember the path that you were on before God caught your attention? I sure do. Praise God. The fact that I'm alive proves that there is a, a loving God who has a plan and purpose for my life because there's no reason in the world for me to be alive. Besides from sheer stupidity, who in their right mind in ankle-deep water puts a fuse into a power panel that's 4,600 volts? I did say in their right mind. What's that? <laughs> I tell people God looks after fools and little children. Believe me. I know. I can bend there. He has, re I, he has redeemed me from the hands of the enemy. He has gathered out of, the, out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Granted, when the, when the psalmist is writing this, he's thinking about Israel. But I am from South Florida. Right? My parents were living in the Keys and got evacuated to Pompano, where my grandmother lived. Actually, Marathon, but the closest hospital is Pompano. Because of a hurricane. I grew up in South Florida. I'm in Vermont. He brought me from the South. My bride was born right over there in St. Albans. 
I don't know where everybody was born, where you're, where you're from. I know Penny's from New Jersey, or at least part of her life was in New Jersey. Oregon? Was that it? California. Oh, you were born here. Born here, went there, and came back. You were spent time in California, spent time in Massachusetts. Jerry was in the Navy, was all over the place, and you know, down in Mississippi and other places. Y'all are New Yorkers, you know. Not him? Oh, he's a Vermonter? People from all over the place. God has redeemed us from the north and the south and the east and the west. Deb and I will be going to a conference. I mentioned that earlier in a couple of weeks. We're going to a conference in Florida. Two of the speakers are from Canada. Another one of the speakers is from Ghana. And another speaker is from Pennsylvania. But it will be gathering people from all over, the, all over the United States, as well as some international people coming together from the north, south, east, and west. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I don't know if, if, if um, you'd ever seen it, but uh, I remember when I was a kid going to Sunday school, and they say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So! Remember that? Never done that? God has redeemed me. He's redeemed my life from destruction. He's redeemed your life from destruction. We are not the people that we used to be. And when we understand what redeemed is, you go, uh, you go through... Uh, the books of Moses, which we're not going there, but if you go through the books of Moses, it talks several times about God having redeemed Israel out of the land of bondage. But then it goes into the law and it starts talking about how uh, the, first, uh, the first animal born, the first, the first male born, or the first animal born to a, to a new mother was to be sacrificed. But if you want to redeem it, you got to pay for it. A first, firstborn child was not going to be put to death, but had to be redeemed, had to be paid. There had to be a sacrifice made to the Lord to buy that back. And that's what God has done in our lives. He has bought us back from the life we lived. He bought us back from the destruction we were facing. Jesus died for our sin and paid the price that we might boldly come before the throne of grace. He paid the price so that we can stand before the great I Am, as we sang in the song. He has opened the door. He has made the way. Psalm 55, verse, starting with verse 16, says, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. How's that for faith and confidence? The Lord shall save me because of what Jesus did, not because of who I am. I will call upon the Lord and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and noon I will pray and cry aloud and He shall hear my voice. Doesn't matter what time of day we pray. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many against me. We were helpless, we were hopeless... And God paid the price. God sent Jesus to pay the price. Says, I, I do this all the time. Isaiah 53, beginning with verse 10. When you claim His soul as a sacrifice for sin, He that is the Father looks down and sees Him that is Jesus standing in our stead and is satisfied. 
paid the price for my sin and yours. We can boldly come before the throne of grace, not because of my righteousness, but because He's satisfied. The payment has been made. And the righteousness of Jesus has been imparted to us. I don't come before the throne of grace being this wretched, filthy sinner. I come before the throne of grace being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of what was done on my behalf. In Psalm 71, beginning with verse 17, it says, O God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare you wondrous works. When did God start working in your life? Do you remember? When did He start? When, did he, when did, were you aware that God was working in your life? From that day until now, He hasn't quit. From that day until the end of our days, He won't quit. He who began the good work is faithful to complete it. Praise God. So each day is an opportunity to declare the wondrous works of God. To like as we started off, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What has God done? Give, give faith, give testimony to what God has done in your life. We are called to be lights in this generation. We are called to reach out to the people around us. We are called to be faithful witnesses. Not always easy. It's certainly not always received. But if they rejected Jesus... We shouldn't be surprised if, he, if we get rejected too. But we're called to be faithful. Verse 18, Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me, until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. All of our days, we are called to tell the people around us about this great and wondrous and wonderful God. Also, your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you. You have shown me great and, sev and severe troubles. Shall you who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Also with the lute, I will praise you, and for your faithfulness, O my God. To you I will sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you. And my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded. They are brought to shame who seek my hurt. The psalmist says at one point, Many are they that uh, rise up against me. Many are they that say of my soul, there is no help for him than God. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Do we give praise to God among the people around us? Do we declare the wondrous works of God? Do we say, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what you've been through. But I know who does. And I know who can touch and who can change your life. I tell people all the time, they say, I can't go into church, the roof might fall in on me. Didn't land on me. Actually, Jerry, has the roof ever fallen in on you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you still here? Yeah. Praise God. 
There have been a couple of times Jerry's walked into churches and pieces of the roof have fallen. People say, I can't go to church. Lightning might strike. Not this church. It wasn't this roof. It was other places. Lightning might strike. If God took the wretched mess that I was and says, I have a plan and purpose for your life, and I've called you to preach my word, and redeemed my life from destruction and fulfilled his promise, did what he said he was going to do. He can do that in anybody's life. Praise God. So this passage we just read in Psalms declares that God has been faithful to me. He has redeemed me. And from my youth and into my old age, I will declare his righteousness to this generation. Lord, don't take me until I've had a chance to tell somebody else. Is that our heart? Is that, our, is that what God has called us to do? Is that what he's stirring in us to do? To share his love. I don't know if anybody's seen um, the movie Hacksaw Ridge. About Desmond Dawes, the uh, Seventh-day Adventist in World War I who refused to carry a weapon, but they tried to drum him out of the army because they were in war, and he's like, you can't go into war without a weapon. And he wanted to go in to be a medic. And, it, and it's, he's the only um, conscientious ob objector to ever receive a Congressional Medal of Honor. And in this battle on Hacksaw Ridge, after all the... Uh, he spent the night rescuing injured soldiers by himself, lowering them down. And he kept pleading to the Lord, Lord, let me save one more. Is that our heart for the generation around us? Lord, let me reach one more. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me to do what you've called me to do. Help me to be the light you've called me to be. Help me to be the faithful witness every place that I go. Because I am redeemed, I am bought with a price. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Galatians 3, beginning with verse 10. It says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under, under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become the curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You read that Paul said, if it hadn't been for the law, I wouldn't have known sin. For the law said, thou shalt not. Don't remember if it's thou shalt not covet and as he's given the, 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 the scripture right there. But the law told us what we weren't supposed to do. And when we can't keep the law in our own strength, we recognize the need for a savior, the need for redemption, the need to, 
the need for God to reach down and grab me out of the muck. God reached down and grabbed me out of, out of the mess I was in. God reached down and take my life to turn it for His purposes. God reached down to work in your life. 1 Peter 1, beginning with verse 17, says that if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and your hope are in God. We were redeemed from our aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. You go through the Bible, especially, especially through the Judges, but even into uh, Samuel, and, uh, actually First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. But it talks about people not following the ways of the Lord, but everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. That's that aimless, that's uh, aimless conduct received by the tradition of your of your fathers. Doing everyone that what is right in their own eyes. But God has a standard. We can't get to heaven. We can't be good enough in ourselves to get to heaven. I talk to people and they say, I'm a pretty good, I'm a pretty good person. Really? What's your standard? Oh, what do you mean? There's got to be a standard. The standard is God. The standard is perfection. And pretty good doesn't cut it. Most of my adult life, I have been a, a, uh, a government employee, either between uh, uh, military or, or um, actually working directly for the federal government. And we're all familiar with that saying, good enough for government work. You don't get to heaven on good enough for government work. You don't even get to heaven by being better than everybody else. We get to heaven because of Jesus. Back when I was in the Navy, uh, I was transferring. I was going to my second ship. And once you reach E5 level... Every time you transfer, you have to go through a leadership school between, between duty stations. And I was going to my second ship and went to the leadership school, and they had this, um, I don't know, uh, now they call it a team-building exercise, but you had, uh, you had like five rings, and you were to, dro to drop them over so many, you know, they had, had a cone to put, to put the rings over. And you were to say how many you were going to get and what distance because it was a multiplication thing. So if you dropped five rings from five feet, it was you know, 25 points. 
So you, you had a point for the distance, and you had a point for everyone that you got right. But you had to tell them how many you were going to get right and what distance. And we had one of the guys in the class, and he said, I'm going to get five from a distance of one feet, one foot. And everybody looked at him kind of funny. And he said, I am a parachute rigger. Would you like me to rig your parachute from five feet or one foot? When precision counts, you need precision. When perfection counts, we need perfection. In and of myself, I am not even close. I am not even on the same playing field as perfection. But I am redeemed by the perfect one. I am righteous before God because of the perfect one. Last passage, Revelation eight begin, or 5, beginning with verse 8. It says, Now when he had taken the scroll, and the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. In heaven, we're going to be praising God and praising Jesus for the sacrifice that he made. Let's practice now Praising Him. Let's practice now declaring what wonderful things the Lord has done on your behalf. Jesus, when He, when he cast out the devils out of, out of the, the, the madman of, of the Gadarenes, He said, and, the, and the, the demoniac wanted to follow Him, He said, no, but go back and tell the people around you what great things the Lord has done for you. I commission you, each and every one of you, myself included, Go tell the people we encounter what great things the Lord has done. For He has done great things. He has redeemed our lives from destruction. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Praise God. Father, I thank You. Thank You, Lord, for Your redemption. Thank You, Father, You didn't leave me where I was. Thank You, Father, that You didn't leave me in the mess that I was, but You drew me by Your Spirit. Jesus said, no one can come to me except the Father draw them. I take no credit. I know what a mess I was. I know what a mess I still am, but I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb who paid the price for me. And in agreement with your word and according to your word, I declare the, what great things God has done for me to this generation. You redeemed my life from destruction. I am bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And I stand before you clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. And I'm not going to fear what people will say. I'm not going to fear what's going to what some, how the, the reaction of people around me. You've called me to be a light in this generation. As I look around and I see the darkness, I know this darkness needs light. And you've called me to be that. You've called each of us to be that. So, Father, give us your strength. Guide us and direct us, Father. Put your words in our mouth that as we encounter people, 
as we reach out to the people around us, Father, that it be your word that goes forth, that it be a word in due season to touch and to change lives, Father. That the word go forth as a testimony. One plants, one waters. God gives the increase. Father, that you be glorified. And we give you the praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit glbcdt.org.